You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's million dollar listing after show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's million dollar listing after show. I mean, we could really dance I'm all it. day. I'm, I'm totally it. Right feeling it. Right here, right here. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Million Dollar Listing After Show for the Miami season. Pretty much my favorite. Just going to say, not mm-hmm. not because I'm from there. Or maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. In fact, isn't this your neighbor that we're listening to right now? Or ex-neighbor? We're ex-neighbors, but yes. This guy, Enrique, we lived, uh, you know, just a little next to each other. Seriously? Well, okay, so like... We live directly next to his sister, and he lived directly across from her, so on the same street. That's fair. You guys were yeah. neighbors. Oh, and so... Did you totally yeah. peek out your window and, like, hope to God that you would see him with his shirt off by his pool or something? I didn't, because <laughs> it was just, like, the neighbor at that point. There were other yeah. neighbors in the neighborhood, too. It was a gated community. I think if you guys watched the show where we interviewed Chris, I told him it's called Bay Point. Um, also, one of my neighbors was DMX. And if you actually wow. live in Miami, Willie Torino, who lived so across the street, can we also go visit your hometown because yeah. this sounds like a place that I want to hang out for a while. There, you know what I will say this about Miami: it's there's a lot of celebrities there, but you almost don't know mm-hmm. because they're just living. Like they're just, it's not as obvious as LA. Really? Yeah, that's kind of cool because their their industry isn't necessarily there or. They like that's one of their houses. That's maybe. where they go to actually live and relax and be yeah. themselves versus be flashy and in the spotlight. No, they're flashy, but everybody's flashy. They're flashy, but in like a down to earth living way, a more common way. Really. Okay, that makes sense. I'm glad that we cleared that up. <laughs> they're unique, just like everybody else. Yes. Um, but also we have something to say. Happy birthday to you! Oh, thank you. It's like, oh my gosh, well, what do we have to say? I forgot it. <laughs> yes. yes. Thank you. You are welcome. Listeners and viewers, you should definitely, you know, tweet at Alex and tell her you wish her a happy birthday. I will totally favorite your tweet. <laughs> Do it. Oh, my God. That's amazing. She does. She favorites mine. So anyway. All the time. So what would you think about the episode tonight? I thought tonight's episode was amazing. It's called Three's a Crowd. And obviously, we find out in the very top of the show why that is. It's because the three of our castmates mm-hmm. are up for the same job, which is a building called Marina Palms in Aventura. And it's a pre-construction building. Mm-hmm. So it's a big deal. Which is hot. It's hot. Mm-hmm. And like to get those sold without having anything more than a, one model or two to show, it's a big deal. So they're like really being choosy about who they hire to do this job. Yeah, I really liked seeing them have to compete because, you know, they're always kind of indirectly competitors, but they were literally competitors in Mm -hmm. this situation. And I like seeing them interact because they have a fun little banter. I mean, like between Chad and Sam, you could, um, yeah, Chad was like, there's no way she stands a chance. And then Sam was very confident. 
turns out she shouldn't have been as confident. Um, but then with Chris and Chad too, it's just fun seeing them interact together. And have to like, not defend themselves, but sell themselves. Because normally we see I like people they already know that they've right. been hired to represent. Um, but this time they really had to like put it all out there and, and you know. And I was really impressed. They were very articulate about saying what their strength was. You know, obviously, Chad, he's the top broker with his company. But then Chris has broken a record with the Mm -hmm. top, you know, penthouse in that area. And then Sam, she brings something different to the table because she's got that hospitality background and she's a boutique, you know, agency. So Mm -hmm. she gets a little bit more one-on-one. But it went to the boys. I really felt bad for her. I felt bad, too. You know... I, it makes sense why they picked the two of them. It does. They're both amazing real estate brokers, mm-hmm. and they work under the same brand, so it's a, it's an easy fit. Because if you're going to co-list something, then it's it makes sense to be from the same company. Yeah, and not to knock Sam, but she has not had that listing yet to really prove herself right. the way that the guys have. So it's really nothing against her. It's just obviously when there's so much money up for grabs, you know, right. it's it's like you have to have the person with the proven record. It's true. I mean, and really, you know, Chris has broken records and Chad is number two at Douglas Elliman. So these guys, it's they're reputation speak for themselves so anyway let's dive right in so the guys get this listing and now they have to work together and they're asked like upon you know being told that they got the listing like would you do this together and they're like yes so they take it and their whole negotiation strategy is that we'll do this one but we want them all yeah, which was really smart. And it was funny seeing them right away. We saw that little bit of competition still, even though they're working together. Yeah. It's like, who gets to say more? Who gets to make the big pitch? Who you do know? you so think made a better pitch? talking over each other. I think Chris. And it's not, I can't even really remember what technique, technique he used that worked more. But I just think in general that's one of his assets is that he's very articulate mm-hmm. and very persuasive. How about you? I think for me, what I appreciate about Chris's tactic was that, or just the way he does business in Mm -hmm. general, is he's very calm. He doesn't like oversell. He's not arrogant. He's Mm -hmm. confident. Whereas I think Chad comes across arrogant. He does. And he's almost too much. Like I almost want to be like, stop. Like Mm -hmm. calm. Like you're already in the meeting. You basically got it. Like don't push it. That's a good point. Even down to what he wears, like the yeah. full suit with the tie and where Chris, you know, has the buttons down and they right away even got into that. He's like, this is my look. Chris right. was like, this is my look. Accept it. And then, of course, he wanted to meet at the spa and relax and chill out a little bit. But Chad was so tense, like, this is your idea of a meeting. So we saw almost a different side of Chad today where he yeah. was a little bit more wired. You know, I think it was also interesting seeing them opposite each other because it did make the differences stand yeah. out. But, of course, you know, two, they're essentially two peas in a pod because they work hard. And that's what they said. So they get these... They they thought they were getting the top floor, which is all the penthouses, mm-hmm. but there's actually two rows, two floors of penthouses. Yeah. There's the second floor or the lower floor of penthouses the and the upper and the floor. Upper, yeah. So in total, that's 16 penthouses. And... And the seller estimated that that was a total of $21 million. Yeah. That's crazy. And so much pressure on one building. But 
I think they're going to do it. We'll save that for predictions. I think so too. But I mean, they could potentially make six hundred over six hundred thousand dollars in commission. I feel like they need each other. I don't think you could do that by yourself. I think it was very smart that there are co-listers. I agree. I mean, maybe for one listing that would have been like, yeah, you don't need two people for one listing that's in a building. You know, and like that's that. what it originally was. Well, there but might they have... always had another agenda. At least, right? At least, well, on their end, there might be yeah. a little movie magic here. We don't know. I think so. We still love it. Not to say we don't we love it. We still love it. But it seemed, you know. There were some times where we're like, really? Mm. All three of them went for this, and then they strategically picked the two guys. Wait, and my friend that I went to college with was in there, too. That's crazy. The gentleman in the blue suit, Reed, um, was waiting in the lobby or the waiting room with Sam. And I'm like, wait. Yeah, forget Sam. We feel bad for Reed. Reed. Yeah. Reed, who works for SBI Realty. I checked on <laughs> Facebook. I was like, wait, is he an extra or is he really... Like, working in real estate. He is. He's for real. Congrats to Reed for, you know, going out for these big jobs, too. Maybe you should have got it. Maybe you should be on the show, actually. He's he's really hot. I know. Maybe we can hook it up. Yeah. Hey. Thoughts. Thoughts. So, you know, if you do casting and you want to call us, we'll talk to you. (laughs) Um, All right. So... They're having this open house. So they're planning it, like you said, at the spa, which, by the way, call us. We'll go to the spa with you, Chris. Seriously. We'll talk real estate. Yeah, while they're apparently naked in the Turkish bath. That was so funny. I love him because he just does whatever he wants. He doesn't care. He's like, this is me. Take it or leave it. Yeah. So he's in the the. So, oh my god the, the jacuzzi hot tub, hot yeah, tub. Jacuzzi. and he's naked because that's it's a naked spa like you can do that there it makes sense there are those but chad is like getting in with his bathing suit and chris says well maybe i should you know not be naked when you get in here then i'll put on my bathing suit and he's but like, then he flashes him his goods right. as he's getting out to get his swimsuit and even though it was blurred you have a white butt chris you do it's pretty pretty light <laughs> i'm sure it's great though and then they go into that scene where they're supposed to what what even was that stuff? Well, they called it a couple's massage face. first of all, or a couple's yeah. experience. Um, I think that was a mud mask. Okay, I don't know. He for got sure. a little bit too much mud in the face. Yeah, because he was like, "I'll show you mud." Yeah, the uh, whole thing was hilarious. It I was loved hilarious it because they are so drastically different. Yeah. I mean, Chris obviously he's gay. Chad's so masculine. Right. Like, the dichotomy is awesome. One's relaxed. One is super tense. Right. So, they decide on this open house. Mm-hmm. They're going to not just invite brokers. They're inviting buyers, too. They're like, invite everybody they meet yeah. with. Um, Chad's team. By the way, there's a lot of people on that team. Yeah, we didn't realize that. No. He's I has got a social media person. For, yeah, the director. Like, I don't understand who pays these people, but probably Douglas Ellis, Elliman. Yeah. Um, so... The plan is to do inventory control, which sounds like the most brilliant idea ever. And, and you know, had I known that was a thing until they, like, said it, I was like... Yeah, it was very fancy schmancy, but it's like, oh, no, it makes sense. Right. I mean, I thought they made up that strategy, but then they called it inventory control. I was like, oh, you must have learned that. That yeah. makes sense then, too. In your business school. Right. In your real estate classes. Uh, so the plan is to do two on the lower level, penthouses, two on the upper, mm-hmm. so that they control inventory. Inventory control. Um, mm-hmm. And each one is priced at a different point, And it's, there's so something for there's everybody. something for everyone, yeah. Right. And there was really something for one guy in particular. I'm blanking on his name. I am, too. But he wanted to combine 
two of them, mm-hmm. which is awesome. It shows everyone else that it can be done, and then they immediately can get rid of two at once. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So he decides to buy one that is available, and then the other one he wants to attach is not available. So while he was asking for a deal, the developer said no deals. We're not negotiating mm-hmm. on price. They are what they are. He really wanted one. But the thing is, is it wasn't even on the market. So like, homie, you're not going to get a deal. Yeah. With an were, apartment that wasn't on the market. They were really trying. He thought that, oh, I'm going to be a good standard to set. You know, that, oh, you can get two together. But yeah, there was no deal, no negotiation. So that's when our buddy Chris stepped in. Yeah, cool, common, collected Chris. Yeah, and he sealed that deal. He was like, you've got 15 days to change your mind. He like rattled Smart. off the law. I'm not sure Re-cision what it is. law. But it's a thing. In Florida, 15 days. Yes. You get to look over the documents you already signed with a lawyer, which is pretty awesome because who doesn't yeah. who doesn't always just sign a document and then deal with it later? Hello. In the interest of time, you just sign. So clearly yeah. not the smartest way to do things unless you live with a rescission law in Florida. So That's if, a great thing. Right? And then he was able to reserve the mm-hmm. the condo and without losing it. So it was a win win situation and, and the guys just really shined in yeah. that moment. And the guys get to say, we sold two in one night instead of just one. Mm-hmm. Even if the guy backs out in 15 days, it doesn't matter. They can still say it and it sets a precedent and yeah. it's like the hot place to live. So really, it's like rolling out the red carpet and like putting up the velvet. Yeah. Cord? Rope? Um, rope. Rope. Yes. Okay. And this rope. guy also got to pick his dog got, slip. That was funny. He's like, and uh, can I pick my own dog? It's like, if you're paying millions of dollars, right. you better be able to pick your own damn dog. But also, I like that his real estate broker, Erica, I think is her name, who you thought was in a relationship with him. At first, I was like, are they together? I know. Together? <gasps> um, yeah. No. So her big tactic was, can he pick his boat slip? Like, yeah. really? What about, I would have thrown in Anna free gym membership and maybe a butler. Like, I don't know if I'm paying six million dollars. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? That's when you've made it is when you have a butler. He might. This is a house, by the way. First of all, he's not buying one apartment. He's buying two. Yeah. And has to do construction on them mm-hmm. to make them together. Um, but this is for his family to visit. Where is his family living permanently? I right. want to know. What does this guy do? I want to know what all these people do. I mean, some of them we know. Right. But not this one. He reminds me of the show Dallas. Yes. Right? Uh-huh. Okay. I can see that for sure. I used I mean, to live in Dallas. Oh, you did. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think that was a great exercise of their negotiation tactics. Mm-hmm. And I'm really proud of the... The guys did well. Yeah, so they each got nearly $100,000 each just on these two, and they've got 14 more to go. Yeah, I mean, and then, of course, you know, at the end of the episode, it says, like, where they stand as far as their sales. Yeah. And we find out that they've sold half so far, so eight out of 16. I wonder if they get bored working on the same project because they're so used to turning things over sometimes within days, weeks, certainly probably not much more than a month. And so I wonder if they're ready to take on some new projects. I would guess yes. Also, Chad has a whole team. So who knows, like, who's really involved in the day-to-day work. And they're only releasing apartment by apartment or two at a time. So we don't even know how many are even on the market at this time. That's really true. They might have sold all eight that were on the market and then still have eight to... You know, mm-hmm. and they release. probably take on other projects in between since they get to space it out, right? And, all that. and I think so. we see that in the next episode. I hope so. <laughs> all right, let's move on to Sam. Let's talk, Sammy. Now, while Sammy, Sam, 
I don't know if Sammy in this episode. It was so strange. Now, while Sam didn't get that listing, she got another listing with right. Frank and Terry. For much less money. Only $1 to $1.5 million. Mm-hmm. But at least she doesn't have to share the commission. Yes. She's got a lower price range, but again, she owns her own business. Mm-hmm. She's a rock star. We love her. Yep, we do. So she is showing Frank and Terry single-family homes. They're moving from their condo in Miami to Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. Um Frank has a boat that he's really, really into. Loves it like it seems like a child or another member of like his family. Yeah. Know. He's made it clear that they are buying a house for his boat. Right. And piano. And, oh, right. And he's a piano. I forgot about that part. Yes. So Sam, you know, has has a lot of work cut out for her because Frank is not that nice. He's really negative. He's like, why should I go with you instead of a larger mm-hmm. firm? He's a little Sicilian mafia-esque, as she said. Yeah. Little scary and hard to please. So she definitely had to work her butt off, but she did a good job. And it all started with a yacht and champagne. Genius. That's a great way to start it off. Because Frank is so obsessed with finding a house for his boat, not a boat for his house, he you know, put the pressure on. And so she thought, well, if your boat has to fit in mm-hmm. a house, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you that this boat fits. Because she chartered a boat Very that was the size. same size, yeah. called ahead, made sure that all of the docks would be able to fit this boat, we see, except for one. Yes. But that's not bad. He still, of course, was super negative about it. He was like, you're batting 500 or some technical thing I don't understand. Yeah, something about half. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. at that point, that they'd means. seen two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... They go looking at houses. The first one is a townhouse. And while they wanted a single-family home, a townhouse is a single-family home, technically, I think. But it, where you don't have to do as much yard work. Right. And and it's not your sole responsibility. Right. You're you not like a freestanding island. Help. And I mean, they're getting a little bit older. They're pro- probably at that retirement age. And why? I don't know. I wouldn't want to be mowing my lawn when I'm... No. In my 60s, I'm guessing their age. Yeah. I don't know. So, and townhouses are, you know, a big thing in Florida. So, I mean, my parents moved to one, too. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. Put the boat behind, move to a townhouse. There you go. Then you don't have to mow your lawn. You pay some maintenance fees. People do all this stuff for you. Yeah. And it's only 1.289, which is at the lower end of yes. the budget. And they're already getting everything they want because they've got a place for the piano and a place for the boat. And she focused on that when she showed it to them. Yeah. She's like, oh, it'll go right over there. And Frank, with his poker face, you know, was like, oh, it could. Mm-hmm. She had no mm-hmm. idea what he was feeling mm-hmm. about the place whatsoever. Yeah, this is my Frank face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait. Grumpy you... old man. Totally. And I love that his wife, Terry, makes fun of him. Yeah. Wait, we have great. to talk about how he measures rooms. Hilarious. Hilarious. Sicilian measurement, something Sicilian, and he just takes big steps. And, be, like, by way of the steps, he knows exactly the size of yeah. the room. Yeah, and he was like, 19 by blah, blah, blah. Test me. Like, I love his so confidence. Confident. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gotta meet this guy. He seems like a good dude. Um, a little scary, but an interesting character. Yeah, you wouldn't want to get on his bad side. No, and I like that Sam was pretty confident, too. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they go to house two. House two, the boat couldn't fit. No. The boat actually gets scratched by some of the concrete. Yeah. Ugh. yeah. Um, house three is just a no because the deck... Um, too small, I think? Wait, what was the issue with three? The wood, wooden deck. They didn't like that. Yeah. Things. Hmm, and then four, 
was an okay single family home. Maybe that was the one with the wood deck. Right. Three was something else. But the other ones just all had something wrong with it. Right. It felt a little bit like House Hunters. Mm-hmm. I, it was like kind of fun to watch that where they were showing, you know, a bunch of different houses and yeah. comparing them. Um, so they end up going with one and house one and they make an offer of 1.1 million. Mm-hmm. So Sam goes to the real estate office on Las Solas. That's where that was. Mm-hmm. Weird name. Las Solas? No. <laughs> like, what? That is also weird because it's in Spanish. But um, the name of the real estate office that she went to. Oh. Do you remember? It was, I think it was something German or Swedish. I don't know. Oh. Somebody yeah. Well, the guy, us. I mean, the realtor had what was an his accent. Name? Not Hans. I wanted to be was John Carlo. Every time Did that, that he up? would uh, shut her down, it was he made it a little extra sweet because he had a accent. Right? Like, no, nuts right now. <laughs> I loved it. Come back later. Well, and she wouldn't because she wanted an answer. Um, I wonder if that is because she works for herself that she's so anxious and a little needs hungrier. To know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little too eager. I don't know. Does it seem desperate or hungry? Hardworking. I mean, Determined. it did. I feel like she should have waited at a Starbucks nearby or something. You know right. what I mean? Like, not shown all of her cards. Right. I agree with that. Um, But I don't think it's bad that she was waiting on it. But, yeah, I don't know that she should have shown him. But it worked out because, yeah, originally said no on 1.1. But then uh, she talked to Frank and they said 1.2 is fine. And after all that waiting... Patience paid off. It did, and she got the deal. So good for Sam. Good job, girl. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> but she does touch in this episode on the fact that she might need to work for a bigger agency. She implied that because mm-hmm. that's why she's thinking she didn't get the co-listing right. with Chris and Chad. And I think we both agree. I mean, she's not getting those big listings that you're probably only going to go with a bigger company for. And so she doesn't have that track record. Yeah. So it seems like she might go, you know, work at Sotheby's. What would you do if you were her? Would you go work at a bigger company or just stay with your boutique agency? I think I would go with the bigger company for a little while, get those records under my belt, make contacts, you know, have somebody else foot the bill too for all the marketing. Yeah. And I mean, she's young and then she could go back, she could keep her company. But then it kind of looks bad. I, I feel like that would be the logical way to start, but she already decided she's going to start with the company. So then what? You ditch your company? Well, you keep it. It's just, you know. On the back burner. Right. Like you don't have to close it. It just stays open mm-hmm. and nobody really knows, you know, what you're doing or you're not doing. And then you're working at Sotheby's and hopefully there you're not, you know, calling the same clients and telling them that you basically jumped ship on your own business. Yeah. Cause different price ranges right. for, your clients. Right. Hmm. hmm. So we are predicting. <gasps> we are. Should we go into prediction? I think we should. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Would you like to start? Uh, sure. Okay. So, Sam, I think you're right. I think she's going to go with the bigger company and I think she's going to kick some booty and Me she's going to get a really big listing. And we're going to be so impressed by her. And she's going to just go to a whole another level. I agree. I'm going to piggyback on that prediction and say that that is true. And I would guess that she also has a run-in with Chris and Chad. And then she's the big dog in the room. Ooh. You know? You should be a producer. 
<laughs> you heard it here first, guys. Alex thinks I should, so that means I should. And it is so. <laughs> okay, what do you think for Chris and Chad? What's in their future? I think that they might go back to a little rivalry because, mm-hmm. you know, we sort of saw that, heads that yeah, that Chris yeah. was also doing his own thing. He had a different, like, client at that in that preview that we saw mm-hmm. where he was wearing that purple shirt that was super fab. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that Chad is going to, you know, buy his lady a ring. They are teasing the heck out of this thing. I wonder when if that's th- the finale. When are they just going to do it? Probably the finale. That would be good for the finale. Would make sense. And I think we have some peeps that are coming to talk to us. Yes. Well, not coming, but they're going to call in. August 13th is the finale. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when we maybe have both. Oh. We're figuring it out. But Scheduling. you're going to have some special guests. Special guests in the house or on the phone. Um, <laughs> I will actually not be in the house. I will be out for the next two weeks. But so basically, I, I'm just going to be on the phone the entire time. So watch me talk on the phone. <laughs> no, we're going to make it fun. And we'll probably have be somebody in your chair. The ghost of Jen will be here. Yes. Whomever that ghost is. It'll be a good time. It we'll will be a good time. Scoop. Inside scoop. Yeah. All right, guys. This has been an amazing episode. We're going to miss you until next time. Thank you. But we will be here again next week. Thank you. And where can people find you, Alex? Oh, um, at Alex Worley on Twitter and Instagram. AlexWorley.com is my website. And Facebook.com slash Alex Worley. You. Amazing. Oh. Amazing. I'm Jen the Jew on Twitter, Instagram, Vine, because now I'm really into oh, Vine. Hey. Follow me. I do really weird things on there. Um, Facebook, Jennifer Golden. My website, JenniferGolden.com. Don't forget, Jennifer, one N. I'm really intrigued now. Right? I'm going to go follow you on Vine. Weird things. <laughs> All right. See you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. I won't see you next week. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 